Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome. Hello. The podcast where people keep asking me if I'm going to start yelling at them again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We missed the Ma- yell. Maybe. I uh, want to get yelled at. Because I have same. an authority kink. Okay, I expected more of a reaction to that. And not just stone cold <laughs> silence. Why do I, I mean, feel like us recording this episode is just going to be like, I say something and Ben and Travis just sit in complete silence. Just like, fuck off, Ari. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I was hoping Travis was going to stay silent with me. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, you guys. If this is the entire episode. It's just going to be nothing. Silent. Nothing will happen. Yeah. You're just, you're just going to keep asking dead air. Best podcast episode ever. Hey, guys, what did you think about this episode of Supernatural? Silence. 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 You know what? If that happens, I'm just going to start chewing really loudly into the microphone. And, uh. Oh, God. You, no. You editing it later, <laughs> Travis, is going to be awful for I you. I hate that. It'll yeah. be awful. Ha ha, sucker. All right. Uh. Today, we're answering two questions. The first question is, if we found a portal to another universe, would we go into that universe? Oh, if like the next door you open, like if you got done with the podcast and you just turned around and like faced my bedroom door and opened it and then just a crazy ass world was on the other side, would you go through it or would you stay? So I have so many questions. Okay. Is it like basically an earth two situation where it's like everything is the same or am I like going to walk into the Mojave wasteland? So the the way I've understood this question, because somebody asked me this question earlier in the day and I thought it was interesting, is that it's whatever you don't expect. Like, so it could be like a completely alien planet. You could open it up and it could be like underwater. It could be li- literally you don't know. It's, and like, it's Earth it's, 2, except they never invented chili cheese dogs. I'm Not staying worth it, here. staying yeah, here. <laughs> staying here. I feel like, okay, so just in general, because I opened this door and I have no idea what's on the other side, mm. I'm just going to keep my happy ass in the darkest timeline, which is the one I'm currently living in, because the idea of walking through and just never seeing my like friends or family again is just too depressing, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I do... Why, you guys? So I would be genuinely <laughs> sad if we never talked again. So yeah, we've got to finish this podcast first. Yeah, we have to finish this podcast first. Although it would be really funny if we all just went missing after the last episode of Hey Ass What come out came out, or just this one. No, it's got to yeah, be the last the, one. We have to finish our job. The very last episode. I mean, our depending on who you ask, the last episode of Hey Ass But is titled Hey Ass But. And it was a uh, season five episode twenty two. Season five finale. <laughs> <laughs> if wishes were horses, am I right, Travis? Yep. Uh, I would not make wishes because I do not like horses. 
Actually, horses are really expensive, so I probably would make some wishes just so I could have some, like, meat for the apocalypse. But then also because um, there is a store right now that will not sell you that horse dewormer drug that people are taking instead of getting fucking vaccinated. Uh, and they will only sell it to you if you can prove you actually have a horse to use it oh, yeah. on. I saw that, and a a Twitter user asked, do people with horses take pictures of themselves with their horse? Like, who the fuck do you think you're asking that to? Of course they do. Bitch, I don't even have a horse, and I take a picture of myself with a horse. Yeah. Uh, I dated a horse girl in high school, and I can confirm that people who own horses take pictures with horses. Yeah, absolutely. That's all they have pictures of, like exclusively. That is... Wildly untrue. Nope, but. it's. I think it's one hundred percent true. So no, this every single one ever. Only pictures of horses. Only pictures yeah, they, of horses. They, they don't have only fanses. They have only horses. <laughs> only horses. Yep. Hey, if you're a horse person, tweet at us at ha- uh, Habcast. Let Travis? us see your horses. Travis, yes. how are these horse people supposed to like tweet at us with their hoofs? No, they have hands. They're no, they're, they're not <laughs> literal horse people. But they're but they have. They're hooves. people that love horses so much that they wish that wish they were a horse. Yeah. So can, can we take a tangent on on this? Uh, <laughs> and can I tell you about one of the weirdest weirdest experiences I've had using the Whisper app? Um. um. Only if one you agree to never use that app again, and two, I also have a tangent that's related to I, horses. <laughs> I can't stop. It's just full of weird shit, and I love it. Uh, so some people are content creators, like OnlyFans creators and shit. Mm-hmm. There was a person trying to sell horse content through the Whisper app the other day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, never on your life would I ever buy horse content from the Whisper app when I could get it for free. Yeah, exactly. That I messaged them and I was like, "What kind of horse content?" And they, of course, asked me, "What kind do you expect?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only kind of horse content I would expect is a purple horse next to a blue bird singing a, <laughs> singing a pop song from 2010. That's fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, needless to say, the conversation stopped there. What? No, not the horse person. Well, it was like $30, and I didn't want to spend that much. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Again, we can get it for free literally anywhere. Yeah, like, I say support artists, but don't support bestiality, you know? Mm, No, elaborate. That's pretty good consensus to be part of. (laughs) Yeah, because the animals can't consent. That's what I'm getting at. Mm, No, I don't don't know you're talking. No, I'm just kidding. You're right, of course. (laughs) This podcast is a firm anti-bestiality stance. Hell yeah. Um, Okay, so here's my horse thing. I don't know if y'all remember the early days of YouTube. There was this YouTube channel... And I think um, their names were Nick and Brandon, I think. And there were these two guys who made videos together. And one of their videos that they made was a, um, like, 15-minute <gasps> m- uh, movie 
short film. Are you talking about eagles are turning people into horses? You know I am. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> eagles are turning people into horses. Brit- Britannic. Britannic was their names. And they yeah. there's a short film. They haven't updated their channel, channel in so fucking long. But... Uh, they did one of their movies went one of their videos went viral and it was um the like uh fucking like academy award winning movie trailer you know that's just <laughs> that yeah but uh yeah uh, one I'm, of their, I'm sharing it in the discord right now one of their videos is uh this 15 minute long film that's eagles are turning people to horses and it's fucking great it's just so funny and it's, so stupid like, and so it's good peak 2010s youtube oh my god yes when people like, were really not, making like not weird beginning shit. days of youtube but like peak youtube content creator youtube so good i feel like early youtube days people were just like this is a video for the interwebs let's just i'm just gonna take a video of me peeling an orange and then that orange is going to have a funny face and, you know, shit like that. But, like, yeah. I feel like early 2010s is when people really were like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just really creative and doing some really interesting shit. And, uh, yeah, this is one of those videos. Eagles are turning people into horses. So It's been a long time since someone has brought this up in front of me. I would explain the plot. But I'm pretty sure all the questions you could possibly have have already been answered by the title, Eagles Are Turning People Into Horses. (laughs) Anyways, I just, uh, I have fond memories of watching that video. Fond memories. Oh, yeah. As soon as I looked it up in YouTube, it was like, you've already seen this. (laughs) (laughs) No need to tell me twice, YouTube. This has been a week for rewatching things that I've already seen or things that are very similar to things I've already seen just because it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. So um, I watched Leverage again. Nice. nice. Yeah. So or I yeah, watched part of Leverage one. again, obviously, and not the whole thing. Yeah. That's how you rewatch a show, I think, after you've seen it like a few dozen times. Yeah. Or like a few handfuls of times. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of start skipping the lulls and you start skipping to the fun parts or the parts you like. Because that's what I do with Parks and Rec and uh, Twin Peaks. I just skip the first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no need. Yeah. Honestly, I yeah. haven't even seen the first season of Parks and Rec. Yeah. What would it take for you guys to go through that door? Um, I mean, like, I feel like I would have to know exactly what was on the other side of that door as soon as mm-hmm. I opened it. Well, or so is that not part of the stipulation? Part of like part of the stipulation is going into the unknown. So you open the door and you can look in, and that's it. Like you can only see what you can see from the doorway. Hmm. I would have to get isekai protagonist, but like one of the OP ones, you know, not any mm-hmm. of the, not any of the release realistic shit. I mean, I'm talking like, um, in another world with my smartphone, mm-hmm. uh, the slime one, um, 
the devil is a part-timer. I'm just... That's a, that, um, I mean, yeah, no, that's true, but it's a, yeah, reverse. Uh, I technically sort on online, I guess. No, mm-hmm. None of the ones that are like, we're deconstructing the isekai genre. No, 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 no. Just straight up all the tropes. Uh, that's what open, it would require. <laughs> if you open the door and on the other side was Code Lyoko, would you go through? Absolutely not. Their heads freak me out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're too large for the rest of their bodies it just fair enough mm, and their hair yeah. what's going on there also it's cgi world yeah and i'm just not no one form of information ga- animation guys okay mm-hmm. you, you switch back from traditional to cgi shit's gonna get weird oh god yeah yeah so for those of you who don't know, isekai is a genre of anime where basically the main character who is part of our world, which is, you know, usually Japan, dies and 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 wakes up in a fantasy world. And sometimes this fantasy world is like a video game that the main character was obsessed with. Sometimes it's just something completely like unfamiliar to them, right? One of the tropes of the isekai genre is that they are overpowered for the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually they're usually harem animes where there's just a ton of like really beautiful women running around doing shit. Um, my personal favorite isekai is actually, um, oh my god, I'm gonna fuck up the name. That time I got reincarnated into a villainous. All roads lead to doom. I think I've actually talked about it on the podcast before because uh, it's just so cute. Like, you have to talk about it. But basically, it's about this girl who dies and gets reincarnated as the villain in, like, the villain mean girl in her favorite visual novel. So she knows that all of the endings for this character either lead with, like, her death or imprisonment or exile. So she's like, fuck, I got to change my fate around and just be super chill and nice to everybody. And everyone falls in love with her and it's super cute. (laughs) And it's just a really good, like lighthearted anime. And I would highly recommend it. Um, But that's what it would take. I would have to basically know I was going into an isekai world and be an isekai protagonist. And also I need a guarantee that I'd see my family and friends again. Oh no, that's that's a definite part of the stipulation. It's like once you are through the door, once the door is closed, you can't go back through it. Mm, then I'm out. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I would cross through it either. I'm I'm a big coward. Well, not if you, not even if you were an isekai protagonist. I mean, it, when you so you step through the world, you step through into the new world, and you can't go back at all. Mm-hmm. No debt. Oh, wait, exactly. hold on. Maybe I changed my answer. <laughs> no debt. You get to make your whole new identity based around this new world. What's the health care like in this world? Do we know? Do we know if they have it, universal health care? It's whatever you want it to be. It can be terrible. It can be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be my fantasy planet. <laughs> <laughs> Also, does uh, magic fantasy. exist? Can magic be real? That's part of the isekai thing for me, is that it's a fantasy world. Yeah. Like, you go through, it's like uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, only it's just anime. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, okay, how about this? My um, my stipulation is when I cross through into the world, I have to meet a raccoon that is willing to give me a no interest loan for a house that I can pay off at my convenience. Somehow I should have expected an Animal Crossing reference. <laughs> From Travis? This, no. How can you say is that? Is his name Tom Nook? No, no. His name is Mott Khan. <laughs> Fair enough. Can it be Star, the Star Trek world? Like yeah. Star Trek, it's the Star like Trek Kirk. world, but you're still Ooh. on Earth. No, yeah, it's I'm Star a, Trek world. I am okay with that. Are you kidding me? But it's Enterprise. <laughs> okay, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, man. It's Star Trek world, but it's still the current year that it is right now. Oh, no. That's just our... No, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's Star Trek world. You're in the middle of the eugenics wars. <laughs> no. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. Oh, God, I'm out. I'm out again. It has to be Star Trek World, circa whenever Kirk and Spock are doing shit. Um, actually, a bunch of fucked up shit happened with them. We're gonna say like right after, but pre Enterprise, er, uh, pre Next Gen, and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Okay. Uh, even if I am still on Earth at that point, I am cool with it because uh, Earth has kind of become a fucking utopian Star Trek universe. So, mm-hmm. so I'm in is what I'm saying. I'm fucking in. I can, I can take that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What about you, I'm Ben? You to- haven't given an answer to this. Yeah, I'd go through the door. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what would you want the world to look like? Ooh, well, there's several different good answers. Uh, if it was like Cowboy Bebop, just where you could like sort of easily traverse space, that would be dope as fuck. Uh, and then like just weird alien planets, just something from no man's sky but more populated that that would be dope uh i mean there's a lot of possibilities here i mean it's just earth too but only with nothing but chili dogs to eat <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, i would definitely think about it first and i would definitely like scope out through the door because uh, you never know if like you go through and there's just a goddamn Terminator. It would need to drop me yeah, off at Starfleet Academy. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I just you... opened the door and it was just like Earth, but in the future, I would be like, mm, global warming could hit us any day now. I'm out. Eh, I don't know. Like, I think in Star Trek, they probably got uh, global warming under control, right? I need to know it was Star Trek. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You wouldn't want to open the door and find out at Stargate. Exactly. Yeah. So. That'd be fucked up. Um, like, just the monkey's paw of this. Uh, what was uh, the other question? The other 
question is, is there anything coming up in the future that we are looking forward to? And it's just, and it can be like, hey, I found out about this book I haven't read yet, and I'm looking forward to that. Or there's a movie I haven't seen, and I'm going to watch it soon, and I'm looking forward to that. Or my birthday is coming up. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Okay, hit us with it. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go see the Mountain Goats two times in the next two months. God damn. Yeah. That'll be three going times. To see, going to see a solo show. Mm. Uh, just John Darnell, the singer-songwriter. Um, founding member of the Mountain Goats in Arkansas. And then the full band is coming to Nashville in October. Mm. Very nice. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Um, is there anything else? I don't know. I might think of more later. But yeah, that's, that's what I've got going on now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, well, uh, me and a couple friends, Ari's one of them, we're going to the beach in like uh, two weeks. And that'll be dope as fuck. I'm excited nice. about just breathing ocean air. Hell yes. yeah. Through a mask. Go eat a bunch of sea critters. Oh, I'm going to eat the fuck out of some oysters. I tell you what. Hell yeah. Uh, honestly, I think we'd have. I think we're going to be back from the beach by the time we get done with hiatus. So. Oh, yeah. Hiatus ends the week of this recording. Yeah. And, like, you know three days <laughs> yeah. oh shit yeah uh yeah let's see what else uh yeah, that's about it Ari what you got what you excited about oh, okay well I'm excited about a lot of stuff yay so first of all I'm very excited to go to the beach um we're gonna do a show down there but only the one and the rest of the time I plan on getting uh roasty toasty and just being in the ocean, my skin's going to look amazing. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, let's see. What else do I have going on? Oh, uh, I found out about this book I haven't read. Supposedly, uh, Adolphus Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, like got a lot of inspiration from this book. Or at least that's what George Orwell says. Adolphus Huxley is like, no, that's not what happened. I've never even heard of it. It's called We, and it's by a Russian guy, and it's a dystopian novel um, set in space. Uh, and it was written like the 1920s, and I don't know, I just haven't, um, I've never, I'd never heard of it. And, you know, uh, Russian literature is not exactly my bag, but I'm willing to, to fuck around. Hell yeah. We're, we're willing, willing, uh, willing to fuck around and find out. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've been asked to be in a friend of uh, of ours um, D&D one shot. So I'm looking nice. forward to creating a character for that. I think that's going to be great. Mm. Um, I'm turning 31 in t- 2022. Oh, I'm going to go see Mother Mother in 2022. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So pumped about that. I'm going to go by myself. So I've decided I'm going to start a garden and grow some vegetables. Um, eventually Elder Scroll 6 will, will be released, so I gotta stay alive for that. Uh, Skyrim's being re-re-re-released. Yeah. 
That's I'm not looking forward to that. That's not exciting. I just it just I, is. It's happening. I, I've got <laughs> I've got a mini tangent about that. I saw a TikTok today where it was like, what if Todd Howard made some kind of monkey's paw deal where he will <laughs> he will create the most popular video game of all time, but once it is become the most popular video game of all time he's not not allowed to release any more new video games he just has to keep making the same one over and over and over okay that Shit. couldn't have kicked in before fallout 76 happened <laughs> True. Hey, you, you shot that right in the face sorry damn yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like feel like it's a fair price to pay <laughs> well see that at that would have been the monkey paw curling was yeah he made the great the, the greatest game ever that came out you know eight times in a row the highs but, um, and the lows my friend but he also the made fallout 76 the lows. <laughs> jesus every once in a while somebody's like you really love skyrim and i'm like oh yes i I do love Skyrim, and I do like Skyrim, but mm. I also played Skyrim when I didn't know what video games could like be really. So yeah. it's not it's not that I dislike Skyrim. It's just kind of that I'm like, would I rather play Skyrim or would I rather play literally anything else right now? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is honestly a toss up. It could go to Skyrim. It's a very relaxing game to play. Yeah. It is, but you kind of gotta already have a character because, like the the first hour blows. I hate the start. I wish it was faster. Yeah, uh, get an old start mod. How's that exactly. saying? That's yeah. the that's the way to do it. That's the way to hop in right into the action. Oh hell yeah! That just that alt start so good. When mm. uh, when Breath of the Wild came out, I saw a couple of reviews that was like, "Finally, Nintendo's not fucking pretending that all Zelda fans have never played a video game before." And first of all, I'm going to say this: Breath of the Wild is for children. Like, I mean, it's also for adult Zelda fans and teenagers, but it's also like not not a kids game, right? Yeah. So. Zelda games having a little like hold my hand section where they teach me how to play video games is not egregious. But Fallout, yeah. Fallout 4 is not a kids game. <laughs> it is not for children. So um, neither would I argue are really any of the Elder Scrolls. Like they're, they definitely can be enjoyed by kids. There's nothing mm. like really in it that's that crazy that I would be like, oh, this is not for kids. Um, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that they don't need 10 hour long openings because we have to teach everybody what a video game is again. Yeah. God, uh, when I first started playing Doom Eternal uh, recently, that was something I was like, do you guys remember in the mid to late aughts when Halo 2 was really big and a bunch of other shooters were really big? Uh, the initial sequence was it would you had to fuck around with the right analog stick and it'd be like all right point the uh, crosshair at, up point it yeah. down left mm -hmm. and right yeah oh god i do not miss that bullshit uh, yeah because it was still like games were still they were really big but mm -hmm. they were still new enough and getting 
so many new people with their eyes on them that you still had to teach everyone yeah. how to do it. So something that's really cool is a lot of those games or a certain percentage of those games, uh, when you, the first things that it would learn from you is it, it was basically, basically just to learn what you wanted to do to press up. Like, did you want to literally press up on the, uh, control stick or did you want to press uh, down to look at those airplane people? Exactly. It wanted to learn that. That was something I learned like kind of recently about those games. Uh, mm. I know I like traditional. I want up to be up and down to be down. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's something that I ran into yeah. with Portal 2. Mm-hmm. Portal 2 has kind of like a little opening section. It's not a, terrible because it's not that long, but there's a little opening section where they basically are like, here's how you walk around. Here's how you turn your head. And it's just mm-hmm. like, Just let me play the game. We know. <laughs> we know how it works. But in like yeah. in Portal, it's kind of diegetic. Mm. Yeah. And also, I will say there is this really funny moment where like when the game teaches you how to jump, you're not the you're not learning how to jump. Wheatley has asked you to say apple. Mm-hmm. And so this the instruction that comes across the screen is press space to say apple. Space is the jump button. So it does yep. lead to a very funny moment where Wheelie's like, oh God, you've got brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that does make it fun because like, you know, as people who have played video games before, when you say, see, spe- press space to say Apple, it's like, you know, you're not about to say Apple. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially if you have any background into Portal at all. And know that, you know, yeah. Shell is a silent protagonist. Oh, yeah. Guys, if you haven't played Portal, I just cannot recommend it enough. It is such a good game. Oh, yeah. Shell is great. All of the robots are great. Just so good. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm looking forward to. Portal 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey Ari, do you know what Valve can't do Half, as a company? Half Life Four. No, what? Valve can't count to three. <sighs> Gasp. Yeah, that's one of the worst jokes I know. <laughs> I'm familiar with the with the memes. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody's perfect. You know. Actually, yeah. I will go ahead and say this in Valve's favor. Uh, maybe the reason why they haven't had Portal 3 is because Shell's story is over. Yeah. Like, Portal 2 ends pretty perfectly, and that is it. It is done. Mm. There is nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, there doesn't really need to be a follow-up Portal game. Exactly. I mean, like, the follow-up Portal game is the co-op mode. Exactly. In Portal 2. Yeah. I think canonically. it's, It's all there. I think canonically it even takes place after Shell. Yes, it does. Yeah. That's uh, why that's why Gladys built those two robots. Yeah. You know what would be dope as fuck though? If Half Life three and Portal Three were just a crossover game. That would be wild. That'd be dope as fuck. Like Shell is not in it, you just play as Gordon Freeman. That'd be pretty cool. That I mean, there are cool. crossover references all over Portal 2 and Half-Life 2. 
Yeah. Because I think Cave... Black Mesa stole all of Cave Johnson's designs. Yeah. God, Portal 2 is so good. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm going to start replaying it again soon. I like describing it as like the... Oh no, we've accidentally made one of the best video games of all time. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie doozle. Oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've had enough little bursts of positivity. Are we willing to get are we, are we ready to get into some negativity? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you met me? Travis, this episode is called Devil May Care. What's it about? Um, Sam and Dean. I've heard of them. (laughs) Sam and Dean open a door and find a portal to another world. And then they have a 45 minute conversation about whether or not they should go through it. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) They go through and see mommy and daddy Winchester on the other side. Oh shit. This is exciting to see them for them. Yeah. This is a this is a meta conversation. Hell yeah. Well, this this conversation is entirely meta. Yeah. This is a meta as hell episode. Yeah. Hey, I bet a couple of years after this season comes out, oh, there's going to be three assholes sitting around talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be from Alabama and shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen. Let's find out right now together. All right. And no one do, do, walk do, through do, any do. portals. No promises. <laughs> This episode, first of all, did y'all know that Abaddon has a different actress literally every time she shows up? What? No, she doesn't. Almost. Okay. But there, there's four different actors. What? what? Or at least three. Where are you getting this information from? Supernaturalwiki.com. Fucking what? What? Really? Yeah. That can't be right. I don't believe you. Okay, uh, not every time, but there are at least four different actors that have played Abaddon, which I think is silly. Okay, you are correct, but I don't think we've met them yet. No. We've okay. only met two of them. Okay. Okay. I was like really very confused. Yeah. Because so in this episode, Abaddon is revived. And I'm like, I don't think that's the original Abaddon. So And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's not Elena Huffman. It is it's Sharon Bell. No, 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 no. Sharon Bell played Larry's wife, who was possessed by Abaddon in the first episode she shows up. 
That oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Elena Huffman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she just looked different because she was naked. Hmm. Weird. I'm just bad at reading visual information on a screen. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just so confused because I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that was Elena Huffman. At least IMDb says it was. So, um, but yeah, Abaddon does get around and she doesn't possess a lot of people. Also, now that we've brought it up, oh no, Abaddon, she's gonna... That was one of my issues with this episode is just that like... Guys, stop trying to make demons scary. They're not going to be scary anymore. Yeah. The ship has sailed. Who gives a shit? I was very confused by Abaddon's motives in this episode. I, okay, so my favorite Abaddon moment this episode, and by my favorite, I mean my least favorite, is when she is giving her Aragorn, we're going to retake hell speech, uh, to like five people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like this, these are her armies of the damned. It's, you know, like a grandma and an accountant and a guy. And that's pretty much it. Yep. Just like a couple of guys. She basically took like this the midshift staff of a Jimmy John's and was just like, hey, do you guys want to take a break and come take over hell with me? And they were like, sure, we're making minimum wage here. How much will we make in hell? And Abaddon was like, his, 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 his server's wages. But it was too late by then. They were already possessed, so. That took a turn. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that Abaddon is not the worst, like, main female villain we've seen, but... I don't think she's very good either. No. No. At least at least not right now. It also doesn't help the fact that like she's in this position because of Sam and Dean. Like this is their fault. They did this to themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just 100%. Did everything that they like the minute they had the idea in their head, they were like it was on them. Because it was such a bad idea from the get-go. Yeah, they were him broing out. Oh, my God. And then this episode, with them not killing Crowley, that's another, like, what the fuck are y'all doing moment. I like how Sam is even like, nah, bro, I would totally stab him in the fucking head. That was and a Dean's like, well, I wish I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Sam is like, so you killed Crowley, right? And Dean is like, I was going to, but then I thought, what would Sam Winchester do? And that's what, yeah, Sam delivers the, oh, I would have killed him immediately because I'm not a fucking <laughs> moron. And Dean is like, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I didn't do that. My bad. My, my B. And then he's he, he's allowed to keep talking, which makes Sam an idiot too. And they just let Crowley live. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> I don't know. I did like <laughs> that their their torture plan was to just leave Crowley by himself. Yes. Where he couldn't make quips. That was that was a good that was a good moment. Yes. So I'm not saying that I wanted Crowley dead. I definitely do not want Crowley dead. But like, you know, don't like at, after a certain point, 
when Crowley inevitably escapes his bonds and starts doing fucked up demon shit again, you gotta be like, whose fault is, you know, who is this on, really? Yeah, after, who's to blame? Yeah, after a certain point, aren't the Joker's victims also kind of Batman's fault? You know? Yeah. Because Batman had has had plenty of opportunities to permanently stop him, just refuses to. Mm. So, Crowley, I, I really like Crowley as sort of like the bitchy, gay, evil teammate. Mm. And not as the big bad. So I'm glad that's over. I'm glad he goes back to being their best friend of me, you know? Yeah, for sure. Should I give a quick sum up and then we can kind of dive deeper into the episode? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right. This episode begins, like many things in life do, in the dark. (laughs) With pain. (laughs) Um, We kind of catch up to what Kevin has been doing. It turns out he has been freaking the fuck out in the bunker and tries to shoot Dean when he comes back inside. Dean explains what's going on, that all the angels have fallen from heaven, that the gates of hell are not closed, and that Crowley is actually um, with them, and they're going to be torturing him for the information of all the demons on Earth, which it turns out is like five demons. Meanwhile, there's a no-name demon who is resurrecting Abaddon, so she gets put back in her 1950s meat suit, played by the lovely Elena Huffman. Um, and Abaddon gets to work trying to hunt down Sam and Dean and kill them. At one point, Sam is like, what does she want with us? I don't know, Sam. Maybe it's because you set her on fucking fire the last time you met. (laughs) Like, what do you mean, what does she want with you? She wants you dead, Sam. You fucking set her on fire. Oh, God. Anyways, to do this, Abaddon has been having her demons go around and kidnap um, other hunters and, like, torture them for information on Sam and Dean. Eventually, Sam and Dean show up, and there are attempts to save the day. Those attempts go, meh, pretty meh. Uh, They have a big, like, Western-style shootout in a ghost town outside of Eugene, Oregon. Um... Sam and Dean's, like, hunter friend, who was this, like, gruff old dude, he ends up dying uh, very hilariously easily. Sam uh, awake, like, gets knocked unconscious by a lot of demons, and all the demons get killed by Ezekiel. Ezekiel and Dean have a conversation. Um, they go back to the bunker, where they find out that Kevin has been torturing Crowley. And Crowley has been torturing Kevin right back, with the knowledge that his mom might not be dead, and that if Kevin would just let Crowley go, then Crowley would, uh, take him to his mom. Dean and and Kevin hug it out, and explain, like, no... Like, you are family. Please don't leave. I do We do care about you or whatever the fuck. Um, oh, God, what else happens? There's a hunter, like, teenage girl or, like, early 20s girl. Oh, yeah, we um, need a couple of, couple of new hunter faces. Yeah, Tracy. 
And um, Irv? And Irv. Irv is the guy who dies. Yeah. He's their, like, hey, do you remember Dad's old friend? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we find Earth out. It's clapped real fast. Oh, yeah. Real fucking fast. Uh, we find out that Abaddon, like, is planning on just taking over Earth. She's going to do a whole hell is empty and all the devils are here type of thing. Mm. Um, Tracy's a hunter because. Sam let Lucifer out of hell, and the demon who killed her family bragged about how Sam let Lucifer out of hell, and now he's celebrating. Uh, the episode ends with Sam and Dean having a little hard talk conversation, where Sam's like, hey, I'm actually really happy, and this is pretty much as good as life gets, and I feel better than I do in a long time. And Dean s- stares guiltily into the middle distance, because he's still lying to his brother about the fact that he has been possessed, and that Dean helped manipulate him into being possessed. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happens. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like this episode. No. It, it really was not, I mean, didn't have that strong of a start to begin with, mm-hmm. and the momentum has really just slowed to a crawl already. Yeah. It feels like another season opener. Like we've already cracked one open with a cold, or yeah, we've already cracked open a cold one with the boys. Why are we trying to crack open the same beer? We have the season rolling. Uh, like Jesus Christ! I know I said last episode that I liked the opener to season nine, and that wasn't a hundred percent true. It's more that I didn't dislike it. Yeah. <sighs> It wasn't great, but it had nothing in it that was so offensive that I was just like, oh, fucking God. Um, my main complaint about the opener of season nine was that it was just kind of boring. Just like, mm. I don't know. I mean, there were good aspects to it. They've definitely set up like a bunch of seasonal threads um, mm. that we're going to have to explore Abaddon got set up as the as a as a villain this episode this episode obviously we're gonna have to take care of Metatron and all the what Sam calls the God Squad which is what I'll be referring to as angels from now on um (laughs) we've also got Crowley to deal with so like Dean makes a comment about how it's gonna be a very busy year and that is true Um, I do think, by the way, that this is going to be a very lore-heavy season, which is kind of hilariously ironic, coming from the guy who was like, Supernatural has gotten too bogged down on lore. There's too much lore shit going on. Well, here we are, sir. (laughs) One year after you've taken over as a fucking showrunner, and where are we? Dealing with angels and demons and shit. (laughs) My, my, how nothing has changed. So, I just, yeah, I don't know. Just not a big fan. I'm just not a big fan of where the season is going so far. And yeah, with, that's fair. With the added benefit of my future vision, I, I just, you know, it's, uh, the horizon is there, isn't it? It sure is. I don't know. What did y'all think? I mean... Yeah, I like the groundwork is laid down for the season now, but 
it, I really am just feeling kind of it's nonplussed the right word. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, no. ju- I'm not like hyped up for this season, you know? Yeah. I don't think I was all, I don't think I was hyped up for any season since the end of season five, to be Damn. honest. Uh, no, nonplussed is the correct word. Uh, so last episode was milk. This episode was toast. You put them together and you get soggy bread. Hmm. Can we talk about how Irv and Tracy are just like fucking nothing? Yeah. Oh yeah. They may as well be cardboard. Yep. I. That's literally what. Why. What I was saying in my head as you were saying that. Yeah. I was like, they could literally just be cardboard cutouts of the actors. Yeah. <laughs> With voiceovers, because it does not matter. Uh-huh. Um. Because honestly, as soon as uh, what was her name? Tracy. Tracy. As soon as Tracy appeared on screen, I was like, all right. Start the clock. <laughs> oh, also, also, uh, there was a lot of misogyny this episode. Like, yeah. I know this oh, is yeah. I know this is not the first or last time there will be misogyny in this show, but, but this, it was bad. This, this is episode. This is the first episode I've seen in a while that I was like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, okay, so first of all, the our introduction to Tracy is her honeypotting a vampire with the full implication that her and the vampire fuck. Now, oh yeah, I am not saying that there is anything wrong with a woman who is in charge of her sexuality. It's just said it made me think back to like other hunters on the show. And I think almost all of them have had have had a moment where they've had to like honeypot a guy to do some huntery shit. With the exception of the moms. Mm-hmm. You know, we remember the five flavors of woman. We've got <laughs> uh mom flavor, uh bitch flavor, sister flavor, lover flavor, and dead. <laughs> <laughs> And no matter what of the first four flavors you are, it can always be crossed over with dead flavor. Never yeah. forget. But like, Charlie had the thing in her first episode where she had to flirt with the security guy to get into Dick Roman's office. Um, I'm sure Joe has had a moment where she had to like fucking honey honey trap is what I'm thinking of, not honey pot. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why I said honey pot, but like. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's a it's a pretty constant thing, and it just seemed like a really gross way to introduce this character who we do not spend a whole lot of time with. Like this is so gross, but it would have almost justified it if like she had seduced Abaddon, and that's how they got out of that situation. Uh, but she yeah. does nothing, so the scene was there. For no one. <laughs> yeah. Like, the scene literally could have not happened. And she could have just shown up, tied up to Irv, and been like, this is another hunter that I've met before. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, just not have her. Like, was Irv not enough? Well, I guess we have to save somebody to justify yeah. 
whatever. But well, if they if there's just Irv, well, hell, they could have just had Irv and like li- literally everything else could have happened. Yeah. Well, there was just no point to her character. What there was her like driving back, like with baby. You know, like there was that that she did that. But but by the time she got there, there was no no point you know what i mean like everything was already over they literally wrote her into the script realized that they had no purpose for her and were like oh fuck we gotta write her out of the script again and i'm pretty sure unless she was driving the car with her tits they did not need to have that honeypot scene in the beginning because her sexuality does not come back into play it doesn't it's they just do it to have like a fan service scene now I'm sad we didn't see her drive the Impala with her tits. Like, they really let me, like, they're letting everybody down this episode. <laughs> they, they really are. Um, yeah. But, like, it, it just is, ugh, God, it just is so gross. The implication that, like, she fucked this vampire, because the situation is that her car is broken down the side of the road, and this vampire, who's also a trucker, has offered to give her a ride into town. Um, and then it cuts to... The van a rockin', so don't come a knockin'. And then the vampire's been beheaded, and she kicks the body out of the car door. And then she gets kidnapped by the demons. There's a million and ten other ways they could have introduced her as a hunter. And it would have been just as effective. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And she's also young. She's like 19, 20, probably. Yeah. Actually, I want to look up this actress and figure out how old the like actual actress was. Okay, nineteen ninety one. So she is uh, mid twenties when this episode came out. Yeah, twenty four, yeah. twenty five. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, I've wait ninety one. You said yes. Oh, okay, yeah. And this season came out... 2013. Yeah. Okay, so she would have been 22. Oh my god, she's not even in any other episodes. Nope. Holy shit. This was so pointless. It really was. Wow. Oh my god. I hate that. (laughs) I know. What the fuck? Yep. Okay, so hang on. She literally exists to be a... Oh. She's a sexy lamp. Oh. She's a sexy lamp that can drive a car. God. She has one other thing she does. And it also infuriates me because it is also fucking pointless. She became a hunter because... A demon killed her family, and the reason why a demon killed her family was because uh, Sam released Lucifer from hell, and that demon was celebrating. So she's mad at Sam because of this. Yeah, that could have. This could have been a whole mini arc. It, you definitely could have, because by the end of because she she's introduced like two thirds of the way through the episode is when her and Sam meet. Sam is like. Hey, are you okay? And she's like, fuck off. And then Dean says, hey, what's going on here? And that's when she spills the beans about, like, how she knows who Sam is. Um, 
I just imagine this demon was killing her family and was just like, ah, oh, yes, and this is all because of Sam Winchester. That'll be Samuel Winchester, born May 2nd, 1980, whatever year it was. Uh, blood type A negative, um, has brown floppy hair, is a hunter, just like a bunch of personal information <laughs> so, so that she would definitely be able to recognize him. But like that happens, and then they pretty much do not interact for the rest of the episode until the end where Sam's like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, I am okay. And also I've forgiven you, even though literally nothing has changed, except your brother was like, hey, don't be mad at Sam. I guess that was enough. (laughs) It's just like, what what was the point of you? There was no point. Dean rolled a nat 20 on uh, persuasion. (laughs) He really did. Like, just sucking like crit hard yeah i just yeah if we ever have like a most worthless supernatural character contest she would be in the running for sure yeah i mean there's plenty of like single episode people though that are that fit this bill yeah but at least the single episode people are like they're usually like the victim or a red herring. Yeah, or, they're, or they're more like Irv, who get introduced and then have the decency to die right away. Yeah. I like <laughs> how really, Irv is in really the middle does. of, like, he doesn't even get the full sentence of, Hi, my name is Irv, and I'm gonna... Uh. <laughs> Irv tries to convince Sam to let him, like, like go do his big sacrifice a big damn heroes moment and Sam's like fucking why and Irv is like because this is all my fault they tortured me and I'm the one who told everybody about Tracy and the other hunter they kidnapped and you guys and blah 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 and before Sam can react to that at all he is shot through the chest and killed and uh, that's the end that's the end of Irv they don't even go check on his body which is still warm by the end of the episode (laughs) Shot through the heart, oh, and God. Irv's to blame. You give Hunton a bad name. Okay, we're just gonna move. That was pretty good. Come on now. Come on now. No. Fuck you, Ben. I just can't get over the fact that they don't even they don't even bring him with them to like yeah. give them a hunter's burial. They leave his cooling corpse in the middle of an abandoned town. I just, I, I can't, I can't handle well, it. Well, now it really is going to be a ghost town. <laughs> and they literally, when they're driving back, Dean makes a crack about how they're going to get burgers and shakes. And it's just like, Dean, you knew this guy, allegedly. Like, you were friends. <laughs> Yeah, you knew him well enough to call him up. Yeah, he's the one. You you were like, you know who I need to call up to specifically warn about this situ- about what's going on with the angels and the demons. My buddy Irv, Irv, which is definitely a real name, Irv, not Marv or Clive. Fucking Irv. Yeah, Irv. Like so, Dean initially calls Irv. Because he wants Irv to get the word around about the um the about fallen. the fallen angel yeah. situation. 
Why couldn't they have just pretended to call Garth? Like, we didn't even need to see Garth on screen. It could have just been Jensen Ackles with his ear to a phone going, Hey, Garth, here's the angel situation. Now that you're the new Bobby, tell everybody. Oh, but here here it is, my simple friend. Uh, the writers are so clever so smart in this situation. You see, this is a Chekhov's gun, if you will. Uh. You can't just... They couldn't just introduce Irv Act 2, Act 3. They had to get Irv in right from the get-go, so that we know this is a character you should give a shit about. Because he had a two-second conversation with Dean. Yep. You know, I honestly can't decide what's worth what's worse this or supernatural's habit of bringing back characters we haven't seen in like eight seasons to kill them off yeah i don't know all right i have a really simple fix for this it's gonna blow y'all's mind What's that? Um, we cut Tracy completely. We have mm-hmm. Irv be the char- be the character that's been kidnapped. Even if we're just doing like we introduce him in this episode, like whatever. It's not crazy me to me to be like, oh, Sam and Dean have another old hunter friend. Like whatever, it's fine. Um, we have Irv survive. None of this like betrayal bullshit, and that's it. And that's what you do. Yeah. We cut out the whole, um, my family was killed by a demon and it's your fault because that was stupid and went nowhere. Um, there, boom. Boom, yeah. Bob's your uncle. Yep. And hey, you have to pay less actors for the day. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. I am fully convinced that Tracy was at it because they were like, it's been a little while since we've seen some TNA. Let's just, uh, I mean, we've got Elena Huffman, but you know. Yeah, we here naked at Super- Abaddon wasn't enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we here at Supernatural really care about women, so <laughs> <laughs> we cast like ten this episode and had our male characters be absolutely fucking awful to them to show how much we care about women. Oh God. Um, the other instance, like big old instance of misogyny that I feel like was in this episode is uh, so the demons under Abaddon's care have uh, possessed some soldier guys who were like trying to go to a bar and Mm -hmm. when Sam and Dean come to investigate the officer who's in charge of like the scene is like why would the feds be here You're, you know, feds. This is a military yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, this um, is an internal thing. Yeah. She, by the way, has done nothing wrong and is completely in the right. Uh, and Sam and Dean knew the whole, we'll call our boss, call our supervisor situation. Except this time the supervisor is Kevin. And this is supposed to be like a big badass moment for Kevin, right? Like, oh, he's really getting the ropes. Um so at first, this woman is like, why the fuck should I do literally anything you say? And she's kind of, you know, she's kind of a, she's kind of a little snappy about it. But to yeah. be fair, these two Randall, randos have shown up to her crime scene and are kind of being assholes. 
um, this is going to lead to, like, extra paperwork for her. She's got a bit of a tone, and that's okay. And Kevin hits back with, um, if you don't let Sam and Dean, like, investigate, I'm going to share these pictures of you doing body shots in Cabo? And also, I'm going to need you to call me sir. Yeah, that was when it got, like... Super duper weird. Yeah. Kevin is 19 at most. (laughs) And it's gross. And it's also just like, what is happening right now? Like, Kevin is learning that he is an authoritarian (laughs) king. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, so when this moment started happening, I was like, oh, yeah, Kevin's going to either fuck it up totally or learn how to do this really well. Mm -hmm. And then it got real weird. Yeah, it did. I I was like, this is is not the tone I was expecting it to go to. Mm -mm. Now, I'm not in the military, obviously, and I don't know what, like, how the military feels about their, you know, officers like getting super drunk on the weekends. Um, considering what I know about military personnel, they just do not give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a, a, a lot of a lot of grunts who just like to, you know, relax and shit and party and shit in their off days. They've got a super stressful job. I get it, you know. Gotta blow up some steam. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what she did that was so bad. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing body shots at a party. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get it. I don't understand what was happening. Yeah, so, I mean, well, what was happening is Kevin was slut-shaming her. Yeah. Yeah. And threatening to... Oh, tell her boss about her "quote unquote" scandalous activities. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the supernatural wiki real quick because a part of me is like that cannot be right. Like that just can't be fucking right. Nope, that's what it is. According to yeah. supernatural.fandom.com, uh, Kevin checks her background on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> Finds her risque photos from vacation and tell her to do whatever Sam and Dean say. What? Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then, as if the seat wasn't just baffling enough, Kevin tells Dean that he hacked the military computers, which means the military, if that's true, it means the military already has these photos, and who would give a shit? Like, yeah. yeah, so who wrote this? Who did this? Andrew Dab. Andrew Dab did this. Andrew Dab? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, God, our old nemesis. The dead <laughs> now I understand why Daniel Laughlin stopped writing with him. <laughs> Fucking for real. Yeah, he had terrible ideas. Uh... Okay, so we've talked about Andrew Dab a lot before. He is a future um, showrunner, 
Uh, we've also talked a lot about how it is a mixed bag with him. Cause oh, yeah. Obviously, he's got big ups and big downs. Yep. Obviously, he's got his ups like Weekend at Bobby's and Hunteri Hiroichi. And he's also got his downs like Season 7, Time for a Wedding. Family Matters. Family Matters. Um, I think this episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> this episode. Um, yeah. So, oh, the girl next door. He also did that episode to me specifically. He did it to me. Um, yeah. I think they tried to make up for the, uh, the, like, rampant sexism in this episode by giving Abaddon a couple of girl boss moments, but, uh, Oh no! <laughs> Just oh no! I mean, no. Abaddon is ga- gaslight, gatekeep, and girl boss. Yeah, she really is, and she even has her. I can already see this being gift on Tumblr, like her, like the king is dead, long live the queen. She says that about Crowley. She's like Ke- Crowley is dead for sure. I'm in charge now, and it's it's a it's a moment where we're supposed to be like. <gasps> What a woman in charge of hell! It's just fucking. Oh my god! Can knights of hell have a gender? I don't think so. Yeah, they're just they're knights. They're knights. Mm. The three genders: man, woman, knight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a target bathroom gendering situation: male, female, and family. I just really cannot handle the fact that Abaddon had her like we're going to retake hell and then hell will be upon the earth and we will kill all the humans and eat their flesh and she was saying it to like again the average crowd at a waffle house 2am on a Monday (laughs) just like just not. It was very silly. I cannot. Her I can, whole, and cannot like, tell you part, how silly it is. Part of her whole thing is like, when did hell become so weak? Why are we doing all this paperwork? Blah blah blah. We used to be so strong. We used to be strong boys, and now we're not. Now we're beta cucks with <laughs> the paperwork. God, oh my god. And part of her plan is she goes to a military base to get the demons to. Possess strong military guys, which I think, if I'm remembering supernatural lore correctly, demons are super powerful, like superhuman powerful, no matter what shell they are in. Correct. You'd be correct, sir. They could. So they it's could totally crack. pointless for this to be happening. Yeah. Yep. They could possess a child, and it would make no fucking difference. Yeah. Legitimately, all they needed were the guns. Yeah. Also, and even then, kind of useless for a demon to have a gun. Once yeah. again, it's two dudes. Like, it, it's not like they go, it's not like Abaddon is like, I'm going to put the armies of hell in these, in the, in the Marines. Like, I think it was like four dudes. Okay, it's like it was, four, it's, I think it was three. I'm going to give it him three. It was less than five, yeah. Yeah, it was less than five. What I'm saying is is that, you know, she's not really striking fear into the hearts of mortal man. She's just... 
kind of fucking around like yeah and 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 we're supposed to be like oh this is gonna be crazy she's so powerful and i'm not i'm not trying to say that she's not going to be difficult to kill um but uh it's just not like super threatening mm-hmm. <laughs> again they've beaten satan like he's the top dog yeah. I, I truly don't understand why Sam and Dean are literally never like, you know, I mean, that's nice or whatever, but you do know I took down your boss, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it would be like if you fucking fought, like, Ganondorf, and then the next, and then the next, you walked into the next room, and it's like, fucking, um... Like the big the the main boss of like the water temple again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, <laughs> it's like I've already done it, guys. I I made it. Yeah, Morpho is just chilled behind that door. <laughs> yes. It's, it's what what is happening? I've done the hard thing already. Uh I just I'm begging Supernatural to like let leave demons. You know what would yeah. actually be a really hardcore thing for them to do that would be pretty cool? If they just, like, just no more demons in the show. Yeah. Or, like, you get Crowley and that's it. And it's not even that they died or that the gates of hell closed. They just fuck off because, or they're just not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, every time Sam and Dean run into a possessed person, they're just like, get the fuck out of here, man. And then the demon does. Because they've they defeated Lucifer and the demon's like, Oh yeah, I can't beat you guys. You killed my boss. Oh my yeah, god. They should have just closed the gates of hell in one of the earlier seasons. Like Yeah, see, I feel like this is starting to be one of those like manufactured drama moments where it's like we gotta close the gates to hell and get rid of every demon. Oh no, we couldn't do it this time. Oh, I can't believe we couldn't get rid of every demon. Yeah. Man Looks pain. like we still got to fight him. Man you know, pain wins again, guys. You know um, how in Skyrim, like, you're level one and bandits attack you every time they see you just, like, on site? But then mm-hmm. you're level 50 and those same fucking bandits are coming after you and they're in, like, hide armor and you're wearing the ebony chainmail that literally yep. sucks the life force <laughs> out of your enemies or whatever the fuck, like soaks up blood. It's like they do, all you have to do is walk into them and they yeah, and die they fucking and, and you trap their you, soul. You hit them with a glass dagger and they're like just taken out immediately. That is how I see demons attacking Sam and Dean now. I'm just <laughs> like, we get it, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you're gonna kill them and give you know take all their money or whatever, but uh. This isn't going to work out the way you think it will, you know? So, right now, the hardest thing about Abaddon is that she wore Kevlar to a gunfight. Yeah, Tracy should have uh, shot her in the fucking leg. Yeah, Jesus yeah. fuck. Or the head. Yeah. Yeah, I want to make a meme where it's like Thanos and over Abaddon, and it's like, you should have gone for the head. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Tracy sucks. <laughs> She's awful. 
So, she was just written that way. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Kevin and Crowley a little bit. Yeah. So, I've done a lot of shitting on this episode, and there's a lot there. But I actually genuinely liked the Kevin and Crowley moments. I think it was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, It definitely, like, it's the part that made the most sense. Mm -hmm. And had the most interesting character interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mark Shepard's great. Um, uh, Osric uh, Cho is... Chow. Cho. Oh my god. Fucking shit. Osric's great. Like, they're... Um, so seeing seeing those two actors just kind of bounce off each other was really awesome. It's nice to see Kevin finally just beat the shit out of this guy who's been causing him so much pain. Yeah. Um, I guess we were just kind of, I, I, maybe I missed this, but was there ever a moment in season eight where we found, we found out that Mrs. Tran was dead? I'm honestly not sure because okay. I think it's one of those things that Kevin thought happened when his, when he was having his like major psychosis. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, like, we never, I mean, just like Crowley said this episode, we never got any on-screen confirmation that Mrs. Tran was dead. She definitely disappeared for a while, but I thought that what happened is that Kevin just, like, ditched her because it was too dangerous. And not only was hiding from Sam, Dean, and Crowley, but also his mom. But I didn't know that meant that she died. Well, and I think that there might have been a moment where Crowley, I think, in a way to fuck with Kevin, said, I've sent demons to your mom's house to go kill her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nothing could be done about it. So I think that's what the situation was. And yeah, I, I really want the next, like, Kevin moment to be Kevin goes and finds his mom. And she's just like... Making lunch. That would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think uh, Osric did a really good job this episode. Um, I loved Crowley, basically, the way he, like, tempted him. And I'm going to find the quote because I, the dialogue was actually very, very good. Um, oh, hey, um, just uh, y'all don't have to pause, but... I just want to let y'all know my power has started flashing, so if I disappear at any moment, that's why. Okay. But I think it's fine. Everything's, you know, still running for now. Cool. But, yeah. Okay. We can continue. Oh, also, um, this episode, uh, Andrew Dabb seemed to have remembered that Crowley is supposed to be bisexual, and, uh, that fucking happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has this great line about how uh, he's like, torture, that's my kink. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see <laughs> Sam put the S and M into S and M. And I'm yeah, just yeah, like, that was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kink shame me. Kink torture is my kink. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then Salmon Dean just walk out of the room. That was fucking gold. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Clearly they're both like, belt. Dean just had this smirk on his face. He was like, oh, we'll show you. Yeah. Dean is clearly a, a brat tamer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't put thoughts in them. Don't put fanfic in my head. Then. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> just gonna go to AO3 real quick and pull up all the Crowley Dean fics. Uh, I'm sure they're filthy. Oh, they gotta be. Uh, okay, I can't find the quote, but basically Crowley is really getting into Sam's head. Or mm-hmm. Sam's head, Kevin's head. Basically being like, they don't give a shit about you. If your mom were alive, if they knew that, they wouldn't go find her. Like, they only care about themselves because they think they're special. Because they think they're more important than everyone else. And if you died, there would just be another profit to get. Like, and the thing is, is that... At at that moment when Crowley was saying that, I kind of agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Sam and Dean care about Kevin in a sort of, like, they generally care about other humans way. Oh, yeah. Well, and Dean goes on to confirm this. Dean is like, hey, dude, if you if you don't think that we would literally kill people for you, mm-hmm. you're wrong. Yeah. Which, we'll talk about that conversation in a minute. But at the time, when Crowley was saying that, I was like, holy shit, is he right, though? Because... We have barely seen Kevin and Demon, Dean and Sam interact. Um, yeah. Kevin's interactions have mostly been with Dean, which, like, I kind of understand because Sam totally dropped the ball on him last season. Um, but, like, you know, Dean's version of showing he gives a shit about people is plying them with food and drugs and being like, sorry, bud, you got to work through your feelings, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. There is like one decent moment in this episode with uh, Kevin and Dean, and it's after the uh, the phone call with the uh, military lady, mm-hmm. and Dean says that he's proud of Kevin. Yeah. But l- literally every other interaction between the two, like I think hell even it might have been after that or before I can't remember, but it's the one where uh, Dean is like look up any information and you can on like the Knights of Hell and drop a dime mm-hmm. uh, and like Kevin just like shuffles off back into the library uh, I have like two problems with this it's like one like maybe maybe say please Dean like goddamn. and secondly drop a dime I'm pretty certain like Kevin has only seen payphones when <laughs> he was a child update them references buddy please right yeah also, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, I do feel like Dean is treating Kevin like another one of, you know, daddy's little soldiers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like John treated him and Sam. And again, there's a tag on AO3 that's John Winchester's A-plus parenting, and it's not a genuine, heartfelt tag. It's a sarcastic one. So, yeah. um, just, you know, not great. Uh, but, yes, there is that scene after they get back, and 
Dean uh, hunts down Kevin, and Dean is like, your family. Like, he doesn't say he loves Kevin, because that's just not his bag. Um, he actually says that earlier in the episode. In another scene that I actually really liked, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, because your family, you know, I would die for you. You're, we're, we've, we've only got each other. If you want to leave, then leave. Um, guys, I need you to keep me honest. Because I found a transcript of the episode on uh, SupernaturalWiki.com. Thank you, SupernaturalWiki.com. And the line is this. Dean says, because you're family, after all the crap we've been through, after all that we've done, man, if you don't think that we would die for you, I don't know what to tell you. Kevin starts crying. Because you, me, Sam, and Cass, we're all we've got. But hey, if none of that matters to you, then I won't stop you. I find uh, Dean's reasonings kind of manipulative, Mm -hmm. but am I wrong? Am I just reading that through? No, I I also felt that way while I was watching it. I really do think the sin here is actually in like how Jensen Ackles performs it because the way he says, but hey, if none of that matters to you, then I won't stop you, has the vibes of somebody being like, after all I've done for you, you just want to throw it back in my face. And I'm not sure if that was intentional. No, I mean, the line is what it is. If none of that matters to you, well, of course it's going to fucking matter to him, Dean. This is the only good yeah. thing he's been able to do since all this shit happened. But other than that, uh, it was a sweet conversation. <laughs> what did you think about Zeke? Oh, God. Okay, let me tell you what my thought process was during this. So, Sam is being taken on by three demons, and it's very Three kinky. demons at once? Oh, damn. Yeah. You beat me to it. We got bisexuals all over the place. Sam is fighting three demons. And they basically overpower him, and he gets knocked out. And, the, like, a demon's about to kill him. And then his eyes light up. And he, like, magically pushes a demon away. And I'm like, oh, Magic Sam is back. And then I immediately went, oh, no. fuck, it's not Magic Sam. It's just oh, fucking no. Ezekiel. Oh, no, Travis, no. <laughs> he had so much faith in the writers. Why would you ever? <laughs> oh, my God, no. Uh. I'm pretty sure they only keep Sam around at this point for, like, to give Dean someone to talk to. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. You are so sweet. Just like a little summer child. I just... Yeah. (laughs) That's just what my... That's literally what my thought process was. In like in that in real time, like it, it, in those like exact seconds, must, I was just like, ah, oh, it's just fucking Ezekiel. He must have been so disappointed. <laughs> I was just so upset. I would be so upset if I thought that they had remembered Psychic Sam existed. And then it was like, oh, wait, just a dumb angel well, see, thing. All right, so here's here's my logic behind oh my Sam getting his powers back. He was getting, like, energized from doing the uh, the trials. 
and that has like triggered like re-triggered his latent abilities okay so i would love that if that had happened and also that would be so fucking cool um but no that's not what we get when we remake the show in 200 years that is what will be happening absolutely you got it i'm writing it down now psychic sam not just sidekick Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. That was good. Thank you. All right. I've written it down, buddy. On my hand, where it will never watch off. <laughs> also, I spelled psychic wrong. <laughs> but yeah. How did you spell psychic? <laughs> I spelled it uh, P-S-Y-H-I-C, but to be fair, I meant to put the C in there. I yeah. just... um. This pen doesn't work very well against my hand. So it spells Psy-Hick-Sam. <laughs> kind of. A well, little bit. Kind of. He is a Psy-Hick. Yeah, Psy- like a Psy-Hick. Psy-Hick. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? Psy-Hick. Psy-Hick-Sam. Uh, yeah, no. Sadly, it is not Psy-Hick-Sam. Uh, it is instead... Ezekiel, who Dean is now calling Zeke. And uh, this was the other part of the episode I liked. I did like this little conversation between Ezekiel and Dean. Um, about how to continue lying to Sam. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's not what I liked about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I... No, it was, it was better than the first Ezekiel as Sam conversation for sure. Yes. So again, I have the uh, benefit of future vision here. Um, so I have I have the context into what happens during these episodes, which obviously like we can't go into. But I will say that it is nice to see Ezekiel be like, "You're doing the right thing. Nothing's gonna go wrong." Um, even though we as savvy TV watchers know that everything is going to go wrong, Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to kind of see Ezekiel, like, manipulating Dean, but it's Mm -hmm. not manipulation, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I still am like on the fence about whether I like Ezekiel or not. Mm-hmm. I did think it was kind of dope when like Ezekiel powers up uh, to like fight yeah, off. Yeah, the the cool like um, the little shadows of his wings that are all torn up. That was kind of dope. Yeah, but with with the conversation that they have. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, like, I feel like it was easier to trust Cass when we first got introduced to Cass. But for some reason, it's harder to trust Ezekiel outright. Uh, I don't know why. I think I, I, I think I know why. What's that? When we met Cass, we did not know much about heaven. Yeah. 
we didn't know how fucked up they were, how badly they wanted the apocalypse to happen. Like, I don't think I I don't think in watching Supernatural for the first time I was ever like Oh man, angels are probably a force for 100% good. But I also wasn't like, they're evil and they're trying to destroy humanity either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't think angels are evil. I just think they're very lost. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a dictatorship that's following the wrong guy. But then when yeah. they're left to take care of themselves, they're just like, I don't really know what to do, so I'm going to do some crazy shit. It's like if you gave a baby, you know, nuclear codes, and they were just like, "Figure it out, asshole." Yeah. Um, so I, I can't, I can't hate the angels or like think they're pure evil the way that demons on the whole seem to be, with some exceptions. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just we didn't really... But now we know what angels are about. Yeah. We know. They're dicks with wings. They're dicks. Also, you don't really know much about Ezekiel. You didn't know much about Cass either, but you at least knew Cass was one of like the main characters. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was going to be around for a while. Yeah. yeah I think that's started, the other reason. When we started the show, Travis, did you know that Cass was in the show? Yes. Okay. Did you know that Ezekiel was? Absolutely not. Fair enough. Yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen with Ezekiel. I mean, you don't exactly. You don't really know what's going to happen with Cass either. But yeah. Um, but I knew that Cass. I knew from the get go that Cass was in it for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah, especially since we named the show after a quote of his. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the little conversation that, uh, that Ezekiel and Dean have where they're basically trying to convince each other that they're doing the right thing, <laughs> uh, which is just, you know, obviously they're not, and this is absolutely going to blow up in their face. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I can't wait for it to blow up in their faces and Sam be like, you mean I could have been dead this whole time? Like I yeah. wanted? And you did this? And you did this to me? So. Cannot wait. <laughs> hmm. Would you guys, uh, anything else we need to kind of go over before we get into the reviews of the episode? Nah, I think, I mean, like, as far as, like, plots go, this is a fairly simple episode. Like, it's very straightforward in what happens. So. Yeah. I think I think we got it all. There was a bunch of unnecessary bullshit, which is what made this episode there really was. so frustrating. Yeah. That's what the U in Supernatural stands for. Unnecessary bullshit. <laughs> so, and the S stands for sexism. Yep. And the B stands for be sure to watch something else now. I was hoping you were going to say be sure to drink your Ovaltine. I was hoping for Yeah, that. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, how do you spell supernatural? S U P E R B T R A. No, no. Superb natural. Superb natural. 
That's the name of the episode. Fuck Psychic Sam. Psychic. Superb natural. <laughs> superb natural. This, this episode was anything This but. episode was not. Superb yeah. ass. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No. Hey. Hey. Oh. Oh. Yeah, let's get into the reviews. All right. Uh, I'm going to read. Ooh, okay. So this episode did not quite get the scathing review that we've given it from IMDb. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> uh, I'm going to read my the review that has so far my favorite title, um, which is Zeke is going to get caught. <laughs> Well, the whole angel possession thing is working out well as far as results are concerned. But as far as keeping it, as far as the keeping it secret part, Dean is sucking bad. Also, Sam is super absorbent and curious as to how the things are getting done. And as much as they talk about trusting each other, this is clearly not the case. If they ask that many questions about a good thing. I have a feeling this is going to be the case for at least a few more episodes of Sam being weirded out by how things went down and Dean coming up with the lame lies to cover it all up. I don't like how they brought that hunter guy into the show just to kill him. I feel like the TV shows should bring in random people like that way ahead of time in case they just want to kill someone later in the series. (laughs) Eight out of ten. God damn it. (laughs) I know, right? Travis, say something. Something. Okay. You were going in and out there for a minute, so I want to make sure you're still here. Um, Yeah, I love this review. I love this review. I love how it ends with them being like, if you're going to kill off a character, you you just need to introduce a bevy of characters to be cannon fodder. Like, way before this happened. I mean, they kind of did. Like, to be... I hate yeah. playing devil's advocate, but they kind of did, like, by saying that there's a network of hunters. True. Like, there's an infinite yeah. supply of people to kill, but we have no attachment to Irv. Because no. we've never seen him before. Not even a little. Yeah. Uh, here's the highest rating, which is 10 out of 10. God, fuck, what? Yeah. It's titled, Hello, Boys! Exclamation point. Crowley is back Dean reveals to Sam He has kidnapped him And they agree he is a source of information Regarding demon whereabouts Another return is Abaddon The hell knight with the hate for Crowley And wants order returned to hell This episode kicks off with the boys Taking Crowley to the bunker Much to Kevin's distress And locking him in the basement Soon after Abaddon captures fellow hunters And the boys have to go to the rescue Although it was great to see some characters return, I particularly was pleased with Sam and Dean back into investigating mode. Even though it was nothing too mysterious, seeing them put the old suits back on and check out a crime scene was a great nostalgic trip to earlier seasons. Uh, Like season (laughs) 8. Abaddon is an okay big bad, I suppose, but after seeing Lucifer and the Horseman, she feels slightly inferior. Although I hope as the episode hints, she has some big plans for demon kind, and I hope the sax is the main threat for this season. Crowley once again steals the scene most of the time, bringing that dry charm and his charisma that fans love. 
Having Crowley in a safe place is a great driving point for the plot, with Abaddon in his trail and he being a living encyclopedia of demonology. I hope we see more developments with him and his human side. We also get a glimpse of Ezekiel using his powers to kill demons through Sam, reminding me of season four Sam. Season four was Sam having the powers to kill demons. Yes. Overall, another great early episode. My only concern is making the season all about Sam, as the previous season neglected Dean slightly. However, with all the characters having their own problems, it shows the season can have plenty of prog- uh, progress. Or promise, sorry. It's like, oh no, the show's not talking about Dean enough. Whatever. <laughs> it's trash. We are watching two separate shows. Fucking A, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's really fascinating to read reviews from the times that these were airing. Oh, yeah. Because there is just so much of a different tone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, reviews written in 2013 have a much different tone than reviews written in 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to hear the lowest rating? Hell yeah. Review? Yeah. All right. More of the same with new twists. More of the same storylines with the brothers being hunted by demons. Dean's secret saves the boy's bacon when the angel reveals himself. The angel angle again. That was a lot of A words. (laughs) However, the new (laughs) twists are the captured Crowley storyline, which will add an intellectual battle with the boys. I believe Crowley wants to be human. Kevin Tran is the new Bobby and will add much why Jen humor to the show. Kevin's character, I can see being the comical side for season nine. Season nine has great directing, acting, and great uh, shot locations. I love how Supernatural always adds or references ideas from other movies or shows like Let's Go Zero Dark Thirty on him. Devil May Care is a 7 out of 10. And this episode is rated a 7 out of 10 from this review. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, that is something that happened, I guess we should talk about. So Crowley is having a human flashbacks and also yeah. has decided that he's going to make a deal with Sam and Dean where he will give them demons' names if, um, he, if, if Sam and Dean will get him shit in return. So, which can be... I mean, it's Crowley, so any number of things. Yeah, yeah. I am already imagining, like... Sam and Dean go and kill a demon and then or like you know Crowley gives them the name and they go kill the demon but then they have to go get Crowley something to like pimp out his bachelor pad (laughs) in the basement of the bunker I can already see this happening get Get me a widescreen TV (laughs) yeah I um yeah this episode, huh? Sure was an episode. That yes. did happen. We all saw it. It sure was. <sighs> Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, uh, alternate realities we could walk through the doors of and never return from? A walk through a door with an alternate reality where this episode is better. Hey, I want to be in that universe. <laughs> I want to hey. be in the universe where season at Supernatural ended at season five like it was supposed to. I want to be in the universe where it's still going. <laughs> what the fuck? God, why? <laughs> hey, 
Hey, buddy, that's soon to be our universe. Supernatural prequel coming soon. All right. Travis, the next episode is called I'm No Angel. What's it about? I'm No Angel. So this episode, as the title implies, is going to be about Cass. We're not going to see Sam and Dean at all. No Sam and Dean. Only Cass. And it's basically going to be people walking up to Cass being like, Hey, are you Castiel the angel? And him being like, no. Allah is your mama a llama. I blacked out in the middle of you saying that, so I don't know what's going to happen next week, Travis. <laughs> but if it does, we'll talk about it on Hey Ass Butt. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening for this episode. Season 9, here we are. Baby, yeah. So just think, we could die. How many episodes are in Season 9? Uh, too many. <laughs> too many episodes. Oh, God, there's 23. Yeah, 23. Only 21 more to go. Ba-dum-bop. And then we get to season 10. <laughs> Guess what? Anyways, buddy? if you love us being in pain, just uh, keep listening. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Please keep listening. It's what keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media. Hey, Asbutt on Facebook and at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to hear even, even more, you can find a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Habcast, where for $3 a month, you can join, or you can listen to the other show we do, LSA, where we watch things that are supernatural, that have supernatural actors in them that are not supernatural. That is also a super fun show where we are in a lot of play pain, although recently we have been watching... Um, fun good stuff so that's kind of been nice that's kind of been nice stop yeah (laughs) no more good only evil uh and then for one dollar a month you can gain access to our page or discord uh where we we talk about all kinds of stuff supernatural food other tv um our feelings curse shit uh, that's Ben's favorite channel. Um, <laughs> that, and I started my own server. It's called Cute Shit. It's a palate cleanser. It's, mm, yeah. it's just raccoon picks. Oh, that's so, <laughs> that is so cute. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Come say hi. We'd love to have you join us. Um, until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye.